From McKinsey Strategy and Corporate Finance Practice, I'm Sean Brown, and welcome to Inside the Strategy Room. Between M&A, digital transformation, and analytics, never before have CFOs been at the center of so much disruptive innovation. The demands on CFOs are also rising, along with the scale and influence of the role. Today's session was recorded at our 2019 CFO Forum, whose theme was Reinventing the CFO. The forum was hosted by Kapil Chandra, a senior partner in our London office, along with Matt Stone, an associate partner also based in London. Jonathan Turton, a McKinsey contributor, sat down with Kapil and Matt after the forum to gather their reflections on the event and their views on how the role of the CFO is evolving. Now over to Jonathan. Guys, congratulations. What a terrific event. It's been, I know you've just finished, just got off stage. Uh, how are you feeling, Kapil? Really energized. You know, my key takeaway from it was there is a huge set of opportunities that CFOs have in front of them. Yes, there are challenges, and we can talk more about it as we go through, but I think the CFO is in a unique position to actually navigate for the company and for the shareholders a path through it. And I felt that uh, the CFOs responded to the provocation with a really upbeat sense of optimism in terms of, you know, not why it's hard, but actually what they can do to enable the organization. So very uplifting. Matt, what was, what was the big provocative moment for you? What stood out? I think the, the really big provocative moment was the one around the capability building that's required in the finance function, right? I mean, there's a number of things talked about in terms of the new skills that are required around data science, around uh, analytics, and so on. One of the phrases used by one of our colleagues was, the future of finance is finance quants hacking the business, right? So actually spending your time not necessarily controlling the numbers, but actually being the one that can take all the different data sets and be constantly looking for new insights and really going toe-to-toe with the business and with the other parts of the organization around where's your performance, where it could be better, and being that kind of challenger, but constructive challenger to the business. This year's theme was reinventing the CFO. What what does that actually mean in practice? So I I think um, the reason we talked about reinventing the CFO, I mean, there's there's an enormous amount of change happening right now in the global economy. And and a lot of that is driven by technology, by digital analytics and so on. A lot of it's being driven just by the changes in society, right? Societal expectations of business are certainly, I think, much more pronounced now than they have been ever in the past. And you certainly see a lot of, let's say, rising uh, geopolitical risk as well uh, in the system. And so because of that kind of change, that that rapid change in, in, in the economy, Businesses need to change very rapidly and need to reinvent themselves. And the CFO, as Capo was saying, the CFO being at the center of all that, needs to reinvent themselves to be able to enable that change. And Capo, you obviously, Matt's explained some of the parallels, but I mean, in terms of the digital analytics framing that you put around this conference, how is that helping this reinvention that, that Matt's talked about? Well, I think it both helps, but it is actually one of the drivers of why reinvention is necessary. And, you know, we talked about how digital and analytics is leading to just very different economics from an industry perspective. You're seeing a lot more winner-takes-all models. You're seeing a lot more value go to end consumers. You're seeing incumbents not being able to succeed and, and capture you know, the residual value. And so you know, I think understanding the dynamics of digital and analytics and what it does to the economics of your business, what it does to the economics of your industry from a CFO perspective is critical. And the extent of change that it drives 
I think is one of the real reasons we think reinvention is is necessary for an institution. And of course, digital and analytics is also an enabler to respond to the need for reinvention. You know, we talked uh, a lot about how CFOs can enable digital and analytics transformations within their organizations, whether it is through really thinking about budgeting in a different way, capital projects in a different way, investment, appraisal committees in a different way. You know, these are pivotal processes within an organization that the CFO can really set the tone, which then drives the digital analytics agenda. But you also, you also talked a lot in this conference about non-core finance topics, I mean, you, yes, you touched on some of the things like M&A and working capital, but I mean, you had a whole session on digital ecosystems. You know, it's a very buzz term, right, ecosystems. How do you see the CFO playing a role in driving that formalization, Matt? So I think given, given the kind of the transformation of the, the broader economy and industries that, that we talked about earlier, the requirements of the CFO to be much broader uh, and also, frankly, deeper across a number of new content areas is very important. So one that, that we talked about was ecosystems, because as Capital said, how the economics of your sector changes because of digital also leads to kind of entirely new business models around platforms, around finding your role in the ecosystem and so on. And, and CFOs need to understand how that works to be able to do some of the kind of investment committee processes, the budgeting processes that enable that transition as a company. We also had a session on ESG investors. You know, investor relations is a very... ESG is... Uh, ESG, environmental, social, and governance investors. Uh, about a $30 trillion uh, currently assets under management being invested with these strategies in mind is huge. And, you know, investor relations is a traditional CFO subject. However, when you have an ESG investor push coming to your board and, and coming uh, through to the executive team, it means that the CFO has to play a role in the sustainability strategy of the company. So it's not just something for the chief sustainability officer anymore. The CFO has to play a real critical role there as well. We also had a session on resilience, right? You know, typically something that's talked about from a, a CRO, a chief, chief risk officer point of view, but we really feel that to be resilient through whenever the next downturn comes, I mean, the CFO has to be prepping the organization now to make the right moves and, and really to prepare for whatever downturn is to come. You know, we made 10 predictions about what the future CFO role could look like. And prediction number one was that actually it's not one job, it's 10 jobs. It sounds like and it. I think it, it goes all the way from the traditional performance and what you would associate within finance function, but it extends into you know, M&A uh, activities, thinking about digital ecosystems, thinking about risk and resilience and integration. And so that's why the theme, while it was underpinned by digital and analytics, was a very broad set of topics, as you say, Jonathan, which extend far beyond you know, the traditional finance mandate and I think reflects the reality of where most of our CFO clients need to play. One of your colleagues talked about CFOs being the angel on the shoulder of the, the board. Can you expand a little bit about how that advisory role, if you like, has changed over the years or is changing and how that's part of this reinvention process that's going on? You know, the CFO has always been a critical advisor to the board. I think, I think they've always been almost the conscience. But I think they've always had this role of sort of saying, you know, do we believe the integrity of the plans? Do we really believe that, you know, what we're communicating to our external stakeholders, internal stakeholders is value creating? And I think that that role remains critical. But I think the expectations from boards on CFOs, if anything, has increased. You know, in an age of uncertainty where many of the investment decisions that you're taking and many of the strategic responses that you are having to make 
have much higher risk associated with it, then I think the CFO's role in being able to play that point counterpoint, the balance and the counterbalance to the business becomes incredibly important. And I do think that board's expectations of CFOs is rising as a result of that. Obviously, there were plenty of good core finance topics. Matt, I know you were actually presenting on working capital management. What were some of the key insights in that? What were some of the CFOs in the room talking to you about when it came to managing all their cash? So on, on working capital in particular, we talked a lot about if you look at the S&P 500 right now and all the 10Ks and 10Qs uh, that are being submitted with the SEC, the number of mentions of just the word cash has been rising at something like a 15% CAGR over the past six or seven years. So, And there was this long debate around, you know, if cash is king and it's always been king, why is it that we're talking about it more now? And why is it that we're talking about it more even in an up economy, right? And so there was, there was a long debate around, well, actually, our investors are expecting a lot more from us than they did even back in you know, 2012, 2013, where it was much more just about, let's get back on the growth path and so on. Now it's about where are the returns and are we bringing that? But where the, I think where the debate led that was most interesting in that session in particular was when it comes to things that sound like a finance topic, like working capital, the levers that you control as a CFO on a topic like that are not necessarily very much, right? Actually, the levers sit in procurement, they sit in supply chain, they sit in the operations, they sit in commercial across that entire cash conversion cycle. And so how, what is the CFO's role to catalyze the organization to change its behaviors, change its ways of working, processes, um, to unlock a, a significant amount of cash, right? And I, and I think, I mean, across all of these topics, the CFO can only do so much, right? Despite the importance of the role, the CFO really does need to execute through a personal leadership style, getting the rest of the exco and the rest of the organization to deliver against these mandates. Uh, Kapla, I know you were in one of the sessions uh, in the breakouts around the CFO's superpowers. Can you just expand a little bit on what that means? And also, again, what were some of the discussion topics that came up in that session? Sure. So this was a section where we actually zoomed into the finance function and talked about what really is the potential for digital and analytics to enable CFOs and their finance functions. And the superpowers ranged from robotics and automation, which most finance functions have at the very least started a set of proof of concepts on, to visualization techniques, and then on to using analytics, firstly within finance, and then outside finance to enable business processes. And it was a very rich discussion. I think most CFOs that I spoke to see the value of digitization and I think have started on a journey. I think the issue most of them are grappling with right now is really how do I scale this so that I have significant impact not in one part of finance, but across finance. The response on the analytics side was really interesting. I think there were a set of CFOs who felt that, yes, there was value to be almost the data custodian for the entire organization, but others who wanted to sort of stretch that much further and say, well, actually, we, we do think that we could use data and analytics to be much better at forecasting, and whether it's sales forecasting, cash flow forecasting, revenue forecasting, looking for pockets of growth. And so that's quite exciting, right? Because I think it, it uh, uncovers opportunity areas, which finance is uniquely positioned to identify. And then with that capability, I think, and, and the fact that finance teams sit on roughly half the data in any case, you know, complementing and enabling the business to drive forward on their plans came across as another, you know, superpower to, to develop. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that uh, CFOs recognize that they are, to some extent, a kind of poster child 
for digital analytics within the whole organization? I mean, I mean, Matt, what your experience of working with clients and conversations you've had today, is that how they see themselves? More importantly, perhaps, is it how the business sees them? I know there's a kind of perception gap of yeah. how finance is viewed outside the, the, the function. Absolutely. I think, I think CFOs aspirationally, absolutely, uh, want to be a role model on digital and analytics. I think, as Capital says, there's some challenges in terms of getting to at-scale deployments around digital and analytics. I think there's a lot of, let's say, talent and capability gaps that are quite hard to rectify as well. I mean, it's, you know, the, the traditional finance function is not the place where it's easy to recruit a data, data scientist into. Our belief, seeing what the potential is and seeing kind of the ability to provide real deep insights about the business to the rest of the executive team and to others in the business, I mean, the potential is there, right? And I think the CFOs have an aspiration to do that really well and at scale. I think there's still some, let's say, execution challenges that are being worked through. Okay. Capital, I have to ask you, at the end of the day, uh, as you were closing, you talked uh, very enthusiastically about how the CFO's role was still fun. And it strikes, it strikes me that, that there's so much pressure on CFOs at the moment. They're being disrupted. They've got to deal with all this, yeah, all the talent issues that Matt's just referred to. I mean, in what ways is it fun? And, and, and how do you think that as part of this reinvention, CFOs can maintain that sense of engagement and enthusiasm uh, when they're facing so many challenges? I concluded with that because, you know, it is certainly my reflection after today and speaking to a set of CFOs, but I also, this is what I heard from the CFOs over the course of today. I think, you know, you're totally right. It is easy to default into this mode of it's actually a really hard, challenging job. And I don't think that there is any getting away from that. I think the expectations are increasing. The stakes are higher and the risk is higher. And so, of course, it's a harder job. But I think it's a really fun job because, you know, CFOs have a platform to be able to deal with all of these issues. They have an ability really to be the connecting glue which enables the entire business to move forward on these issues. And I think the stakes have never been higher. And so as a business executive, for me, that sounds like a really fun opportunity. It's hard, but the stakes are high and you have the ability to really influence it. And people are looking at you to help influence it. Uh, the last session today with your colleagues, uh, Tom Collier and Andy West, talked a lot about mindsets. Uh, and it seems to me that if you're reinventing yourself, which is the, you know, the core theme of your day, that's at least, at least as much about mindsets as it is about skills and knowledge. So the question is, how? How do you change your mindset? And crucially, what happens if you don't? So I think, I mean, the, the mindset shift is, is vital. I mean, the way, the way I would think about it is a couple things. Number one is, who are the stakeholders that I really have an obligation to? It's the board, it's the shareholders, it's the employees in my finance functions, the other executives, right? And what do they need for me to do their jobs really well? It's almost this concept of, of leading from behind, right? This idea that to be a great leader, you actually need to make everybody around you better at their jobs, right? And so how does the CFO start from a place like that where it's, you're there to provide the insight, you're there to provide the constructive challenge that enables you to, to have those conversations and, and make people push them a bit harder and make them better at what they do, right? The, the second bit of it is really one around this, this idea of kind of 
the breadth of your knowledge base. So if you are simply somebody who is going to take the numbers from the previous quarter, talk about variances versus the budget, what's driving that, and so on. I mean, that's, that's core. That needs to happen. But there's so much else that's being asked of you. And so being able to be fluent in things like digital ecosystems, the sustainability strategy of the business, and so on, is absolutely vital. It goes back to your question, Jonathan, about the role of the CFO to the board and being the angel on, on the shoulder. I mean, it, that is a mindset shift in and of itself. And being somebody who can actually have those conversations across the entire strategy of the business with the board and with the other executives. Guys, thank you very much for your time. Thank, thank you. you, Jonathan. Thanks for joining us today. A transcript of this podcast will be posted on our practice page on McKinsey.com, where you can also find links to previous episodes. If you'd like to receive future updates with our latest insights, follow us on Twitter at MCK Strategy. Connect with us on LinkedIn by searching for McKinsey Strategy and Corporate Finance or sign up for our email alerts on our practice page on McKinsey.com. We look forward to having you join us again soon on our next podcast, Inside the Strategy Room.